Hi, and welcome back to the Attract podcast for another episode with a brilliant guest. Today's guest is the lovely Jill Davidson. Jill is a past one-to-one client of mine. I had the pleasure of working with her for some time. And today we're going to be talking about how leaning into what feels good ultimately leads to more action, more clients, more alignment, and a sustainable business with longevity. Jill also spills the tea on how she shows up in her content completely as herself and how she figured out what really felt good for her. Hi, Jill, and welcome to the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking to you a few weeks ago during my free event, Kickstart Your Momentum, and I'm really excited to be chatting to you again today. So let's dive straight in. What was the biggest challenge you faced initially around showing up authentically online and shining through your content as yourself? I think for me, it was definitely having the confidence to just do what felt right and came to me naturally. Because obviously you look at what other people are doing and some of it looks really good and so glamorous and people are doing all these kind of different things. And some of it I could say just just wasn't me anyway and some of it I just I just I just didn't want to do it so I think it was definitely becoming comfortable with just being me and and being who I was I suppose by being me and being who I was it made things easier to put together rather than trying to follow what other people were doing if that makes sense yeah it does yeah so do you feel like you've now found a way that works for you Yes, most definitely. I've I've found that when I kind of when I make plans to sit at my laptop and put and put content together, I struggle. I really struggle to do that. It doesn't feel like it's coming naturally. I really struggle with ideas. My creativity just doesn't seem to be there for some reason. But I found when I'm out driving or when I'm out with my dogs or when I'm out just, just having a coffee in a coffee shop, possibly because I'm relaxed things things just tend to come to me so I take a lot of photographs when I'm out with the dogs obviously if, if I'm driving and I think of something I have to keep it in, in my head or if it's safe to pull over I'll actually pull over and make a note on my phone as something comes into me so I've just found that way of finding out what works for me and being creative and I found that I'm more creative when when I'm outside. I totally hear that and I agree with everything that you said there about leaning into where you're creative because i think it's so important to create content when your energy is high because your energy does flow through to your words how you show up how you deliver this content it's going to really be impacted by where your energy levels are at when you're creating that content and how you feel about it if you don't feel good if it's feeling forced if you're feeling like it's a chore it will show in your content so i think it's great that you found that the outdoors fuels your creativity. I'm the same, actually. I I can spot the moments when I'm higher energy and feeling good about creating content. For me, it's after client calls because generally I'm sort of fueled with ideas that have been discussed and questions that have been asked. So I tend to be really inspired to go and create content then. But I agree as well. I think outside there's something about the way that that fuels creativity as well. Definitely. And I'm, and I'm very much an outside sort of person and, and always have been. And, and like I said, I did kind of a good while ago now thinking you know, I need to create some time to make content and I would come and sit in front of my laptop and maybe start putting something together and the procrastination was just 
I suppose, incredible in the way that I just didn't want to sit there. I wanted to move away. I found that I was doing anything to avoid sitting down and putting that content together. I'd go do housework. I'd, I'd do anything. And then more recently, I've started walking my dogs. And while I'm out, just all sorts of ideas just come into my head. And I just put it down as I'm relaxed. I'm doing something that I enjoy. None of it's forced. And it just feels, just all feels so natural to just do it like that for me. Yeah, I love it. So aside from leaning into ways that feel natural for you to actually create the content, is there anything else that's had an impact for you around content creation and showing up as yourself online? Yeah, it's funny you said that. It it does make me smile because I think I've mentioned this to you before about, I remember making a video a good couple of years ago now, and I didn't think I looked right. And I actually remember getting in the shower, doing my hair, putting some makeup on to try and look the part. And when I sent it to my daughter-in-law, who at that time was looking after my, well, she'd put my website together for me. She even said to me, you know, that's not you. It doesn't even sound like you. It's not even your voice. What are you doing? And so now I just think, you know, I'm, I'm from Yorkshire. I speak how I speak. It's no good trying to kind of put this voice on and this posh accent if I haven't got it. This is how I speak. I dress quite casually. And I just think now, you know what, it's, this is me. Unless I'm going out, I don't get dressed up. I don't do my hair. I don't particularly put lots of makeup on. And I think sometimes people can see through when you try to be something, not just in your social media content, but just in everyday life. If you try to be something and put across this persona that you're not, people will see through that because the confidence won't be there. You know, if I do a video and I look a bit scruffy and my hair looks a bit of a mess, at one time I wouldn't have put it up. But now I just think that it's said exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I think as well, you're making it easier for yourself by just leaning into you and how you would be naturally. I think it's really important that you embrace your personality. You know, why do people like you? Why do your clients come to you? What's your zone of genius? I think when you understand all of those things and you just let all of that happen, you you communicate all of that because you're just being as natural as possible and you're trying to be nobody else but you. I think it is easier to really communicate that message. Definitely. I find that when, not now because I don't do it now, but when I was trying to look this perfect coach, you know, with the hair done and the makeup on, I I was concentrating too much on, do I look okay to put this video out there rather than what I was actually saying? And then I kind of thought about the people that, that I followed on social media and am I more interested in the way they look than what they're saying? And again, I suppose, depending on what we're looking for or looking at, but If I was wanting to work with somebody that was going to help me change something in my life that was holding me back, I would be more interested in what they had to say and how that person could help me than do they look perfect? Do they look glamorous? Have they got the hair done? Have they got the makeup on? I I would want to work with somebody that really looked, looked happy in what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, when when we really think about it, the aim of our online content is to connect with potential clients and build trust with them. And the best way for anybody to do that is by being themselves, is by talking and and portraying themselves exactly how they are. So I, I, I totally agree with you. I also think that there has been a shift recently on social media where people are craving that more unpolished, raw look and feel because social media has previously and still does put up a little bit of a, a barrier, a digital barrier that allows people to portray their life a certain way, you know, show it as a highlight reel. And actually people are wanting to see 
the raw parts behind the scenes, the transparency, the unpolished parts. That's why those kind of reels tend to go viral. You know, when somebody sort of shares something really unpolished, the realities, that kind of thing, that kind of content, people are wanting to see that. I speak to so many people who say the same thing. So I think it is really important to think about how we all embrace it. And of course, you know, we want to be comfortable in, in how we're showing up online and we want to do it in a way that works for us, but where you can just be you and embrace the sort of unpolished feel, the unpolished way of doing things. I think I think it's going to be a lot easier to connect and build that trust. Yeah, I, th I think people want to see and, and definitely won't want to hear sort of the background to someone's story and they haven't just appeared feeling and looking like this and, and their life is perfect because I think people want to kind of appreciate and understand actually so this person used to be like that they used to feel like this they used to look like that depending on what we're talking about and now they look like this and they sound like this and this is what they're doing so I can be that can be me too rather than this person just suddenly appearing looking perfect and you know their business has got to a point or their life has got to a point like that without any real effort it's it's not real you know we've all people that have built a successful business or a successful life or whatever it is that they've got nine times out of ten it hasn't just been given to them they've had to work for it and i think sometimes it's really important to show and talk about past experiences even if that's not the experience now because things have changed for you but again it, it's about this hasn't always been like this for me this is what I used to be like, and then this is what I did to get where I am today. Yeah, relatability is so important, isn't it? It's, And I totally agree with you. I've read posts, even in the last couple of days, about how people are opening up their feeds and seeing how people can transform their life, transform their business, and people don't believe it as easily anymore because of this polished angle. So I think when we are more transparent when we do talk about the lows as well as the highs i do think it's so much easier to actually build that trust yeah i think you know people looking at things on social media if you make your life look look perfect and even you know yes my life is much better than it used to be 100 percent better than it used to be but it's still not perfect and and it's still not where i i want it to be but i know i'm taking the right actions to get there but you know it's i, I think it's no good showing people just the good times all the time you know maybe yesterday i had a really bad day or maybe i struggled to make content or maybe i struggled to get out of bed i, I sometimes talk about the migraines that i have and how it stops me from doing stuff and i i end up sort of sometimes going back to bed for a couple of hours or because that's that that's real it's it, it's what sometimes happens my life isn't perfect it's far from perfect and people want to want to see that you know they want to see actually and people often tell me this that they feel like the failures or they're not good enough because they might be here and the, the person that that maybe they're following on social media they see in a much higher place than them but what that person on social media isn't doing is sharing the struggles sharing the bad times and how they're dealing with it yeah absolutely and, and in a way it only drives kind of false expectations if you portray that everything is perfect all of the time and and all it does is kind of make people think well if i learn from this person or i you know get involved in this person's world then i'm going to have a perfect life and, and like you say you know it's, it's then setting up for false expectations potentially it is and, and i think people then expect things to happen too quickly because maybe the, the person that the following hasn't shared the real story and how long it might have taken them to get from 
where they used to be to where they are. You know, I know particularly for me to get from feeling like I felt to get, you know, to, to feeling where I am now. And obviously the journey is still ongoing. It's been about 12 years, 12 years of kind of, you know, all sorts of emotions, frustrations, tears, all, all sorts of emotions till you kind of get to a point where you think that we can't be like this anymore. But I think it's really important to share the struggles that you've had in the past and even still share today. There might seem minor struggles compared to what happened in the past, but still share that sometimes, you know, you still don't feel 100% yourself. Things still don't happen like you'd want them to happen. Share that. I think it inspires people. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's interesting, actually, that you say that because uh, I shared a set of stories on my Instagram yesterday and I talked about some of the things that have helped me to get to a stage where I'm getting regular inquiries for potential clients. And one of the things that I talked about was that I continually work on my marketing. I continue to master new skills. I read, I work with coaches, I listen to podcasts. I continue to hone my marketing, even as a marketer with marketing qualifications and a business degree, I still master these skills and, and learn new skills around marketing every day because nobody knows everything. And again, it's that kind of thing. I want my audience to know that I'm also working on my marketing. I will continue to work on my marketing. So I think it is an important message to communicate and it will really help your audience to feel good as well because they know that they're not alone. They're not foolish for not knowing something. They're not foolish for not understanding marketing or how to get their life together or whatever it might be. Yeah, definitely. You know, life's just an, on, an ongoing process, isn't it? You know, kind of we, we, we're living every day and learning every day. And whether, you know, you've got your own business or, or you're doing whatever else or you're in a, a nine to five corporate job or wh whatever you're doing, there's always something new to learn. And just because I work with people that feel stuck doesn't mean that I never feel stuck. And I've had this conversation with various people, usually family members, usually my mum, my if I'm honest, when I talk to my mum about things, well, you should be able to sort this out. You shouldn't feel like that. You're a coach. You help people. It's like, yes, mum, but sometimes as a coach, you need that support yourself. Just because we work very well in the field that we choose to work in doesn't mean that we've got everything sorted ourselves. We're still real people. We're still human. And there's still things that, that, we're, that we're learning and, and progressing along the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, if that wasn't the case, scientists wouldn't continue to do research all of the time you know they're clearly showing they know that they're still continuing to do research and discover things that they don't already know or reaffirm that just shows doesn't it that you can never know too much about a topic yeah definitely and i think if i i know i never will but sometimes i think about this if i ever got to the point where i thought i knew so much in in, in my field that i never needed to do any more training or any more studying and i never needed to get any advice or support from anyone else, then what kind of coach does that make me if I think I've got it all sorted? So how can I expect people to seek support from me and want to work with me if I think that I don't need support from anyone else? Absolutely, I, I totally agree. In fact, I've based my decision to work with people on the fact that they talk about how they're constantly learning and they're, they're perhaps getting new qualifications, they're doing all of these different things. And I think that person is dedicated. They are committed to being the best coach that they can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just just a couple of weeks ago, it'll be about three or four weeks ago now, 
I actually did a two day course about essential skills to work as a trauma informed coach. And I did that because even though I'm a mental health nurse as well, I got to the point in my practice where I actually remember thinking I was, I could be working with someone and thinking, I'm not sure whether I should be working with this person at this time. If I was working as a nurse in an inpatient setting or an outpatient setting, then that's different because then I am as working, working as a nurse within that scope of practice. But as a coach, when I actually say to people, I'll actually say to potential clients, yes, I am a mental health nurse. I know you love seeing that on my social media, but when I, when I work as a coach, I'm not working as a mental health nurse. So if I feel that I can't help you in my scope of practice as a coach, then I will tell you that. But I remember thinking, I know I can help this person, you know, kind of maybe looking at, at, at trauma. I know I can help this person, but I also know more and more that I need to be aware when my scope of practice as a coach ends and when my scope of practice as a mental health nurse begins and at what point I say, actually, I think at this point you need to speak to your GP, you know, come back to me at a later date, come back to me and tell me what your GP said. But at this moment in time, I know I'm not the best person to work with you in this capacity. And because of the way that I work, because I'm not a counsellor, because I'm not a psychotherapist, I have to keep those separate. Yeah, that makes sense. And and that's where like ethics come into it as well, because, which is so important as well. And actually, in any field, really, you know, we're not going to say that we can help our clients to get a result that we don't know how to get, or we don't know how to help them to get that result. So I think I think that's a really important consideration as well. Yeah, it's, it's something that, that I've been thinking about for, for a, a while of, you know, how do I, and obviously it's, it's recognising trauma in, in, in a client, but also recognising when can I help with this or is it best that I actually signpost this person somewhere else? Absolutely. So how do you feel that you're now shining through your content? And what advice would you give to others who want to shine as themselves through their own content? I definitely feel more confident, definitely feel more confident in what I'm putting out there. I don't feel this urgency to push to, to put something out there every day that I used to feel. I used to get up in the morning and think, think of something to put out there. And, and that's gone because at one time I got a little bit panicky that I felt like I wasn't posting enough. But then I realized actually sometimes I was I might be posting things that actually weren't relevant. And I was posting just for the sake of it, rather than posting some really valuable content and something that I really wanted to share. So it, it's definitely been, I guess, believing that the content I put out there is what my clients will want to see, what I want to share, ultimately being myself and just leaning into being the person that, that I am. And, you know, if people don't want to work with me because of that, then that's okay. And that's what I would say to other people, lean into who you are lean into the things that you like to do use them a part of building building your business you know lean into who you are by all means get ideas from other people but if it doesn't feel right but if you try to model yourself on someone else and it doesn't work then ask yourself that question am i trying to actually emulate that person and model them to get where they are but actually that's not really me because if it's not really you, it, it won't work. People will see that it's not really you. You know that it's not really you and it, it just won't be sustainable. You just won't be able to keep it up because you'll be constantly, constantly thinking about what to post, looking what other people are posting, where it is just be who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, 
it just highlights the importance of clarifying your message, what you're about, who you're about. The more we look at our competitors, the more overwhelmed we tend to get. And we actually end up putting out a really diluted message because we're not them, they're not us, and we never will be. And we don't want to be because actually being who you are is your superpower. But sometimes clarifying that message can make all the difference because you then know how you're going to communicate you, what your ideal client wants to hear. And it becomes easier to lean into your strengths then because you're actually aware of them. Definitely, definitely. And I think once you can find out and work out where your strengths are and what and what those strengths are, and, you know, and, it, and it, it, sometimes it can be quite difficult trying to work out what those strengths are without having someone to guide you through that. But I think once you find out where your strengths are and where they lie and really hone in on that, and and use that and share that and you know use it to build to build something for yourself and the right people the people that you want to work with will, will come along i totally agree yeah and and that's all part of attract and repel marketing as well the more you lean into yourself you'll attract the right kind of people and repel the wrong types and nobody wants the wrong types ultimately it might feel like we want clients any client will do but actually if you want a sustainable business that has longevity you actually want to repel the wrong fit clients. They're probably not going to be great to work with. They're probably not going to create the kind of result that you can help your clients with. It's so much easier when you actually attract the right types and repel the wrong types by just being yourself. Yeah, and it's interesting you said that because I remember when I first started my practice a good few years ago now, I I would have worked, well, I did, I worked with anyone, anyone and everyone that came my way, I worked with them. And sometimes I'd be getting ready to go on a client session, knowing that it's not what I wanted to do. And, you know, if, if, if you're going into a session like that, because you are prepared to work with anyone, that energy will come across or that lack of energy will come across. And people, I think people will, will pick up on that. And again, I think it's getting to a point where you are prepared to say, actually, no, I don't think I'm the right fit for you. I don't think you're the right fit for me and not being afraid of maybe turning turning money away but what's the best is it working with someone that you don't really want to work with going into a client session actually i know that this person isn't the right fit for me and i know i'm not the right fit for them letting that space go you know and saying to that person i actually don't think you're the right fit or i don't think we're the right fit together but i know someone who might be able who might be better for you and then that frees that space up to work with someone you really want to work with and I think it's about and I've learned this really think about the people that you want to work with they will want to work with you if your messaging's right as well and again I, I really have learned that of it's okay to say no I would much rather now see gaps in my diary but the other space is filled by people I really want to work with and it's taken me a long time to say like to say that and actually think like that it really has I yeah totally hear that so what three takeaways would you share with those listening who are struggling to lean into what feels good struggling to find what feels good for them and how can they show up in the most authentic way and be themselves online i think number one definitely find out where your strengths are you know sometimes you can sit you can you know you can sit down get a pen and paper write write down what you like write down what what you're good at get the help of a coach to support you through that. But I think really start with, right, okay, identify, I suppose, in the first place that, that, that you're struggling. Sit down with a, with a pen and paper, write down at the top, what am I good at? 
what do I like to do? You'll find that nine times out of 10, the things that you like are the things that you could do and vice versa. The things that you're good at are the things that you like and really honing on that. Get someone to help you if you're struggling with it. You know, get someone to help you put content together if you're struggling with it. And when you're thinking about things that you like and things that you're good at, be honest with yourself. Don't try and write that that list around building a business. Forget about the reason that you're actually doing that. Just write down, what do I like? What am I good at? Get the help of a coach, most definitely. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that I did. And definitely be yourself. And that's not saying don't get ideas from anyone else, you know, listen, watch, but be yourself, be comfortable with being yourself. And I think, I think actually for me, that's probably the, probably the biggest one. Be comfortable with being who you are. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to, you know, copy the latest whatever coach on social media. Be yourself and lean into that. I love it. I think they're, they're really great piece of advice and I love it when there's an actionable step especially when it involves pen and paper you know it really encourages people to go away I certainly do and you know I think it gets us our thoughts down we can download can't we and as you say get really honest with ourselves so I think that's a really nice activity there so how do you feel you're building your business on your terms it's I suppose now because I'm being able to spend more time at home it's a good good while now since i actually did a nursing shift it's actually coming up two years which is kind of a cause for celebration for me because it's not something that i wanted to do long term i didn't want to be a nurse long term i wanted to build my coaching business so i could slowly move away from nursing and that's uh, that's happening which is which is really good and you know just to be able to get up on the morning walk the dog that's a massive 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 thing for me walk my dogs jump in the car take them wherever plan my days knowing that i've done the things that i want to do before i start work and i think at one point that probably felt quite selfish that we should be working all day but i found that if i do the things that i want to do first and freedom and flexibility is very very important to me that i i kind of realized that a good few years ago through through doing the work that i do now and I just feel, I feel now like I'm really getting to grips with my business and how it's running and now, and it's running for me. So it's really kind of getting to a point where actually, you know, my business is building, but it doesn't feel at the moment, it doesn't feel like hard work. I'm not saying that in a couple of months time that might not change again, because I think we all go through kind of stages building a business. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard work at the minute and things things aren't coming together. And I know that will happen because it, it does happen every now and again. But I think when you when you find out what makes it best for you, and again, we've talked about strengths, we've talked about leaning in, into who we are. What I tend to do now is I'll just take a step back and think, right, okay, what's happening? What is it that what is it that that I'm not doing that maybe I used to do that helped? Or what is it that I'm doing that maybe I didn't do before so it's kind of sometimes we might just be missing out a step that's really good to hear i mean it's been a pleasure witnessing your journey but it's so good to hear that that's how it's working for you and i think i'm a big believer you've got to fill up your cup to be able to support your clients in the best way that you can so i think it's so good that you have that confidence and those boundaries in place to create the business that you want but also to support your clients in the best way thank you so much for talking about all of this today I think you've shared some real golden nuggets for people to go away some great tips there for people to go in action and you know just really inspiring as well to hear about how you're leaning into your strengths and creating content that feels authentic 
I know that's a little bit of a buzzword, but content that feels like it's come from you, that it's not somebody else's, it's yours. So yeah, thank you so much. It's been really amazing talking to you about this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.